This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Five minutes after five o'clock on a crazy start to a Wednesday morning. I really, honest to God, don't know how much of Wisconsin is going to move today. The University of Wisconsin-Madison announced yesterday that they are calling off classes, basically shutting down campus until noon tomorrow because of this weather. And I know that uh, there's plenty of folks out there that are going to be taking care of kids today, that's for sure dangerously cold if you haven't heard that enough already we could have temperatures today that drop to minus 28 some areas with wind chills could really break some records as far as local temperatures are concerned we'll see what stumach has to say about that the part that i want to focus in on a little bit this morning is how quickly it is going to change believe it or not by the time that we get to sunday we could have daytime highs around 37 degrees Now, it brings with it some mixed uh, precipitation, but think about that. Minus 16 this morning, 37 degrees by Sunday. Man, oh man, that's a lot of variation to work with when it comes to weather. And in fact, we're going to talk a little bit about that this morning. So yesterday was the Ag Outlook Forum on the UW-Madison campus, where some of the brightest minds we have doing agriculture research, our ag economists, shared their prediction for 2019. A lot of it, quite frankly, not real good. We are going to talk with a Wisconsin dairy farmer before 6 o'clock. Mitch Brunig is a super great guy. He uh, has Mystic Dairy just north of uh, Madison and Roxbury. He's been on a lot of leadership boards, works very closely with World Dairy Expo, just a top-notch producer. So how do they weather up against not only the weather itself, but also these economic climates. I thought it would be interesting for him to share his perspective, especially with our non-farm consumers. He'll do that before we hit 6 o'clock. At Compere Financial, we understand how challenging farming and this way of life can be. And we know you can't predict what the upcoming growing season will bring. So while there's nothing wrong with hoping for the best, preparing for everything is even better. That's why so many farmers look to us to help manage their risk and protect their investment with crop insurance coverage. Contact your local Compeer Financial crop insurance specialist before the March 15th sign-up deadline or visit us at Compeer.com. Compeer Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. It's meeting season. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And this past weekend, the Wisconsin Farmers Union held their meeting over in the uh, eastern part of Wisconsin. And, uh, Pam, you were there. How'd it go? What kind of a turnout did they get? Yeah, actually, Bob, considering the weather, they had a fantastic turnout. Fabulous farm bay, Pam Yankee, here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. The 88th Wisconsin Farmers Union State Convention was this past weekend at the Redline Paper Valley Hotel in Appleton. And despite sub-zero weather, everybody showed up, more than 300 in attendance, including Roger Johnson, president of the National Farmers Union. And if you recall, that was right after the federal government reopened. And that's where I started my conversation with Roger Johnson, his reflection on the 34 days of work that was missed by federal employees and how it compromises farmers and the new farm bill. You know, it's kind of a sad commentary on the politics of how government operates these days um, that government even had to close down. I mean, this deal was very much on the table long before the government ever closed to begin with. And so, you know, sometimes uh, sometimes it takes a little while uh, for folks to realize that, you know, that this is the way it's going to be. Now, let's just hope that at the end of this three weeks that uh, that there's a deal to keep it open. 
for the rest of the year. You know, as, uh, it's an old saying that there's not a whole lot of educational value in the second kick of a mule. So <laughs> let's hope folks remember that. You know, what it has done is kind of held hostage implementation of the 2018 Farm Bill. What are you hearing, Roger? You're traveling all over listening to your members. What are you hearing? Yeah, a lot of concern about farm finances. I mean, that's overwhelmingly, that's the issue. Certainly in this part of the country, it's dominated by dairy. But it's true across all of agriculture. And, uh, you know... The, the disruption of our trade, uh, has been really pretty significant. And in my opinion, I think this disruption has largely destroyed our reputation around the world. This isn't just a we're going to take on China thing. In fact, um, you know, I've said often that I think President Trump was correct to identify China as a place that needed uh, needed to be held to account. I mean, for a lot of their practices, they're just flatly illegal in the world trading system and they need to be held to account. And I think the rest of the world sees that as well. And so where I part company with this administration is that it seemed like before he even looked at China, he first had to offend Mexico and Canada and the EU in Japan, it's like we picked a fight with the whole world, many of which are our dominant trading partners, before he turned his attention to China. He should have been looking at all these other countries in building an alliance to take on China. So it wasn't going to be us against the world and then us almost standing alone against China. It's just, you know, that... All of that uncertainty and disruption has a lot of folks really concerned. And it comes on top of what is now five years running of ever-decreasing net farm income. Net farm income today is half of what it was in 2013. And the sad commentary about that is it's really there are two elements that are really troubling. One is... Anyone who started farming in the last 10 years, they're basically screwed. I mean, there's no, there's nothing they could have done to, from a management standpoint, to have fixed things. You know, they just, they started a time when things are moving up, they peaked, now they're locked into these high costs and destructively low prices. And so we're likely to lose better part of a generation of our young farmers. That's really tragic. And the second part of it is we're seeing a lot of the older farmers that are, you know, they've just been watching their equity erode and erode and erode. And they, you know, they all went through the 80s. So they are keenly aware of the fact that at some point you have to stop the erosion. And so you're seeing a lot of that generation sort of selling out, cutting their losses. And, uh, you know, that has long-term implications for what agriculture is going to look like. Uh, You know, it's been said a number of times by our members uh, that agriculture is going to survive. But what's it going to look like? What's it going to look like? I mean, 
We're running family farmers off the land in droves. And uh, we've got an ever-concentrated marketplace. And uh, that's not good. It's not good for farmers, not good for agriculture. And most of all, it's not good for rural communities. There's so many things that we're asking the federal government to enforce, Roger. Existing laws labeling, for example. Existing laws antitrust and things like that. Is it a deaf ear? Yeah. So I am uh, actually here in Wisconsin at their convention speaking specifically to the question of antitrust. And, uh, and I've been talking a lot about that in recent years. And in fact, there are now, uh, more and more signs here. A couple of years ago, uh, there was a hearing in the Senate, Senate Judiciary Committee. I uh, had a hearing on this question dealing with sort of input suppliers, seed and chemical companies. I testified at that. Um, there is growing concern and worry on the part of farmers about their their lack of choice in the marketplace, um, having to pay higher costs than they otherwise would because there's less and less competition in the marketplace and likely less innovation. Uh, which means that there's going to be fewer choices going forward. Because one of the things that happens, this isn't just in agriculture, but any industry that consolidates and you have it dominated by fewer suppliers or on the market side, fewer marketplaces, you see that the, the, uh, the, the big players in that concentrated industry spend more of their energy making sure that they protect their market as opposed to creating new products uh, that are going to be ever competitive uh, in a marketplace because they don't have to be competitive. There aren't competitors out there to hold them to account. That's a fundamental issue that Farmers Union organized around well over 100 years ago was this lack of competition in the marketplace. And, uh, and it's a growing, growing concern. If there's good news about this, it is that it's growing concern, not just in agriculture, but you see it across the whole economy. It's sort of being driven by a lot of the high-tech stuff, the platform economies, uh, all that mm-hmm. kind of the high-tech industries. Um, and uh, so there's going to be more attention given to this, and hopefully we'll see a Congress that is going to start paying attention to it. You know, the Sherman Act... The Clayton Act, uh, the Sherman Act was passed in the late 19th century, and the Clayton Act was passed in the early 20th century. The Clayton Act, actually, Farmers Union played a large role in arguing for it to be created uh, around a lot of these kinds of questions. What has happened is those acts haven't been changed, but the administrations have progressively enforced less and less and less on those acts and court decisions judicial decisions have undermined those uh those acts as they have found ways to support successive administrations interpretations of sort of stepping away from those acts and so as a consequence i think we're in a position where congress has to do a new round uh, let's just hope that this is a trend that every hundred years needs to be repeated because it's been a hundred years since we had any major congressional attention. People remember Teddy Roosevelt for what? The trust buster, you know? 
It's time we had another one. Roger Johnson, always passionate about what's happening policy-wise and production-wise. He's the president of the National Farmers Union. He said, farmers know this is a recurring conversation we're having, not just in the state, but across the countryside. It's time that we implore our elected officials in D.C. to either enforce what we've got or take actions to revise. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Gain practical experience with emerging technology and equipment not found in the civilian world. The Army National Guard can get you started in an array of STEM-related career fields such as information technology, communication systems, special forces engineers, technical engineering, air traffic control, and chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear science. Get a head start on your career in an exciting new field while earning money to pay for college, all while serving in your own community. Log on to NationalGuard.com or talk to a recruiter in your area to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities available to you in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry. And I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now, as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Wisconsin did. And now... I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. Wearing a farm cap on top of a cheese head. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. All righty, here we are. Five, almost 520 now as we get rolling on a Wednesday morning. And I want you to know that I'm having a little fun this morning in light of how wicked ugly it is outside. And I've got a little social media campaign going on right now. Uh, If you want to follow me on Fabulous Farm Babe, Fabulous Farm Babe, on Facebook, what I did this morning, Stumach Egg Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. So when I left the garage this morning, I uh, had my uh, truck in the garage. It was 11 degrees above zero in my garage. My three-mile drive to the office watched the dashboard go from 11 above to 23 below. So I posted the picture of my dashboard up on my fabulous farm babe Facebook page, and I asked any of my farm anybody out there to share what you're experiencing this morning, especially farmers, to try to help people understand what a challenge. I mean, every day on the farm's got its challenges, but today 
Man, we are yeoman. So thank you to all the folks from Prairie du Sac and Darlington and Green Lake. And uh, uh, where are all my... Uh, I'm looking at some of the other ones. Uh, Elk Grove, Belmont, Toma, uh, Marshfield, Portage, Waniwak. Uh, and so far, it looks like the real winners slash losers is my friend Lori up in Glenwood City. Uh, about 22 minutes ago, she had a minus 30 on the temperature and a minus 55 as far as wind chill. So I said to her, I don't know if you're winning this contest or or losing overall, but this morning, Stu, I'm just trying to put a little lipstick on this pig because it's nasty out there. It's cold, Pam, and you know we're all going to join Lori tomorrow morning where I expect we're all going to be a lot closer to that 30 below and those wind chill values down there at 40 and 50 below, 55 below now and again, it is brutally and dangerously cold with the wind chill warning in effect till midday tomorrow. And in that time frame, of course, those wind chills even today will still be falling down into the 40 and 50 below range during the day. Well, that's a good reason. There are a lot of schools that are closed and things not happening. Just really dangerous working outdoors on the farm. Bundle up, cover up all that flesh. The good news is it changes. It warms up a whole lot as we head towards Saturday. I'll have forecast details right after this. Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual is excited to announce the Rural Mutual Farm Dividend Program. The first of its kind in the state. They know how hard you work, so they want to reward you. Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program rewards farmers for their loyalty and dedication with up to a 5% dividend. And since Rural Mutual only does business in Wisconsin, premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. To learn more about Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program and how you may qualify, please contact a rural agent or visit RuralMutual.com. All righty, Stu, go ahead. Give us some more details. All right, again, the wind chill warning. Take it seriously. Mostly sunny, cold today, a little blowing snow and brutal cold. We'll all be in the teens below zero for the highs. I mean, the warm spot could be about 12 below. West winds 8 to 18, gusting around 25. Wind chills in the 40 to near 50 below range. Overnight, clear skies and even colder. All of us down around 30 to 35 below. The west winds about 5 to 10. Fortunately, still brutal out there. 35, 45 below wind chills. Clouds start to build in Thursday. Even a bit of light snow possible by later afternoon. I'd expect temperatures rising up to just below zero, three, four below. West winds about 5 to 15. And then there's Friday, partly sunny, upper teens. East winds about 5. And Pam, I just can't stand it. I'm making plans already. We could see mid-30s on Saturday, although, believe it or not, with freezing drizzle. Yeah, see, that's what I worry about. Imagine all those baby calves, all those heifers out there that are lining up for panomia if we're not careful about this. Uh, that's right. we got to be really cautious heading to the warm-up. You're right. All right, buddy. Well, stay warm. We'll catch up with you and compare numbers tomorrow, okay? Sounds good. Take care. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist. Again, if you want to follow along on this hashtag Wicked Wisconsin Weather, I'm playing along on uh, social media. Fabulous Farm Babe is what you look for on Facebook. Fab Farm Babe is the hash, 
or is the Twitter. Uh, we're minus 24 in Madison this morning. Lacrosse minus 26. Boston minus 24. Fond Lac minus 24. Oshkosh as well. It's 525. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Whether you are going on a short vacation or consider yourself a snowbird, it is important to prep your home before you leave. Madison Area Crime Stoppers and the Madison Police Department Crime Prevention Unit have 10 safety tips for you. Number one, make sure all of your exterior doors and windows are locked and then double check them all. Number two, make sure someone will shovel your sidewalk. Number three, have someone you trust check on your house every day or every other day. Number four, leave a contact number with a neighbor in case of an emergency. Tip number five, stop your mail and newspapers. Number six, make sure you have lights set on automatic timers and install exterior motion lights if you don't have them. Number seven, encourage a neighbor with more than one vehicle to park their vehicle in your driveway or garage. Number eight, don't mention that you're away on social media sites. Not only does it tell thieves you're away, but it's free information for scammers. Tip number nine, make an inventory list with photos of all your valuables. And tip number 10, make sure to sign up for Madison Police Department's vacation watch service. You can visit at madisonpolice.com for more information. What does a diamond mean? Have you ever thought about it? I'm Monica Kessler of Kessler's Diamonds. Why would a person choose to give another person a diamond? What does a diamond mean? That question is very important to me because my job is to locate the very best diamonds. Diamonds that twinkle like stars on a clear winter night. Diamonds that glitter with brightness that shines from within. Diamonds that broadcast a message wherever they go. Diamonds mean love. That's it. Simply love. Do you have $140? The Simply Love Diamond Pendant is a diamond mounted inside of a circle at the end of an adjustable chain. And that diamond is a Kessler 81, of course, the most magical diamond on earth. The Simply Love Pendant comes in larger sizes, too. Give one to the woman you love for Valentine's Day. We promise she'll know what it means. Find the Kessler's Diamonds nearest you at Kessler'sDiamonds.com. Hi, Mark Ganser here. Ganser has the answer. Trusted in the Madison area for over eight decades, let us show you why. We only carry Infinity fiberglass windows from Marvin, windows that can endure our Wisconsin weather, not vinyl. Mark, you mean the plastic windows with the wood grain stickers? Yes, Stacy. vinyl windows will jam, warp, crack, and fade over time. Ganser Company offers free in-home estimates. Ask about our financing options today. Visit our website at gansercompany.com or stop by the showroom off the Beltline near Todd Drive. Are you looking to remodel your bathroom? Don't want it to go on forever? If you hate cleaning your shower or bath, look no further than Bath Planet from Ganser. The only bath system backed by the good housekeeping seal of approval. Baths redone in only a few days. Schedule your free in-home consultation now. Or step into a beautiful showroom on the Beltline. Let our designers design the bath of your dreams. Ganser, that's the answer. I had my daughter six years ago, so I gained about 80 pounds with her and pretty much lost it all, but I had the loose skin on my stomach that just would not go away no matter what I tried, exercising, dieting. I had heard about Dr. Bartell. He had his own facility. It was kind of all-in-one. You don't have to go to a hospital. He seemed like the best option that was out there. 
Experience does matter, especially when it comes to surgical body recontouring. Dr. Thomas Bartell focuses his practice exclusively on below-the-neckline cosmetic surgery procedures. It's all he does. My procedure looked amazing. My stomach looked completely flat, and I was like a teenager again, and it was just amazing. I would recommend Dr. Bartell to anybody who asks me who did my procedure. Call Dr. Thomas Bartell to schedule a free consultation. And to see actual before and after results, go to his website, drbartell.com. Some people don't mind taking a risk. Like the guy who thinks he can squeeze one more mile out of the fuel tank but runs out of gas. Or taking a giant swig out of an expired jug of milk. The one thing you don't want to take a chance on is your water heater going out. If it's over 12 years old, you might think about calling Benjamin Plumbing. They'll let you know if you're due for a replacement. And they only install top brand water heaters. Plus, they stand by their work with a warranty on all parts, labor, and repairs. Wacky water heater? Contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Is Wisconsin basketball on a pattern uh, of, now, with that win over Northwestern, three in a row. Uh, Before we get to tonight, and and maybe the question is, you have to see what happens tonight before you can fully answer it, but based on Michigan, Illinois, Northwestern, yep, you should have probably won two of those, and you did, Mm -hmm. but... You saw Illinois going in and beating Maryland. You saw Michigan State losing to Purdue. So the old adage of any night, any team can beat anybody, roll the basketball out. The fact that Wisconsin has won three in a row and taken care of its business, do you feel much better about where this team sits than you did two weeks ago today? They're they're looking much better as a shooting team. Uh, so that's that's good in these last three games. Because, um, I mean, even against Illinois, we were talking about it, 51% from three-point, 50% from the field. Uh, and Into Northwestern, it, it was looking like the team we saw at the beginning of the year um, with more contributors and people actually making shots. So, yeah, I'm, I'm liking what I see. Um, may, like I was talking about earlier, maybe it was just the winter break blues where you needed a regimented schedule before anything even you needed a regimented schedule before that winning could start taking place again and yeah you hate for that to happen you had five games in there uh you lost four of five and i mean you're in the verge or in the midst of you know five games that are very winnable for you here you already uh won two of them you go to nebraska tonight that's been a tough place for wisconsin to play um then you have some redemption games with Maryland coming in where yeah, a bad half uh, kind of screwed you over there. Uh, then you have to travel to Minnesota where a bad half uh, put you into a deep hole and you couldn't get out of it for both of those games. So you have two redemption games there where you're looking to to take some wins back. But uh, So one win two out of those three, you make up those four losses, 
I mean, not really make them up, but you kind of negate them by getting three more wins. You're at, like we said, 17 and seven, or mm-hmm. uh, hopefully 18 and six uh, in these next three games before you uh, head on to, to play Michigan, Michigan State, and back to back games. All right, so we have this Twitter poll in reference to Brady and his greatness, and and you know the the confusion or you know paradox we are as as a Packer fan with Aaron Rodgers. You know he's got the you know the, the intangibles, but he doesn't have the championships like Brady does. Bring it to this team because I feel like on, on a, a smaller level, that's Ethan Happ, right? Because you 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 criticize the free throw shooting and the lack of an outside game, but then you have a game like Saturday where, oh by the way, RJ, nobody in all of college basketball. Last I checked, there were 336 teams that play Division One basketball. Not one of them has a player who's had two triple doubles this season, except mm-hmm. one. That would be Wisconsin. So, you know, you have these days where he's the best player. In all his college basketball, and then you have games like last week against Illinois where he's in witness protection. Like, how do we quantify this season and really the career of Ethan Happ where he can be so good like he was on Saturday, and then at times it just drives you crazy? For the most part, it's at the line, like you were saying. That's the really only thing that you're looking at that's like, oh, my God, you play college basketball. Why can't you do this? But, I mean, heck, you go on to the NBA level and, like, you have a guy like Shaq who's going to be a Hall of Famer, and at some point in time in his career, something happened where he stopped making free throws. You know the thing that makes me crack up and laugh is when you watch Ethan Happ play college basketball. College basketball. He's incredible. He probably is the best college basketball player, and then people will tell me that he's not any good because he won't get drafted. That, that to me, is hilarious. Like, okay, he may not get drafted in the NBA, but we're talking about college basketball where in college he probably could be the best college basketball player oh we're not talking about the prospect of getting drafted right now he's really damn good at what he does and that's playing college basketball right and well, I mean, he's not gonna get like drafted. joe said only guy with two triple doubles uh if you most look of at wisconsin all, basketball history yeah if you look at all those uh the matrixes and rankings that are out there uh he is the ranked as the best player in college basketball this oh, year. Oh, but he's not going to get drafted, so he stinks. Yeah. And the people that say that just crack it, me It's up. the same thing with like, Frank Kaminsky. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 535 on a Wednesday morning. I hope if you're waking up on your way to work and you're going to be indoors, uh, coffee pot's going to be on, you're going to be uh, in your cubicle or in the office, I hope you're thankful for that because on a day like this, that is a good place to be. Before we get to 6 o'clock, I'm going to introduce you to a dairy farm friend of mine just north of Madison. He's been very involved in a lot of Wisconsin ag organizations. And I thought for you folks that uh, have never met a farmer, never thought about what their day is like on a frigid Wednesday like this, he's going to explain what his day is like. Mitch Brunig is going to be our dairy farmer guest before 6 o'clock to try to help you get a little perspective from his world this morning. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Wednesday. And just in case you thought I forgot, on this date back in 1969, believe it or not, the Beatles gave their last public performance back in 1969. This date, I was, what, six years old? And also, happy birthday today to Phil Collins, singer-songwriter, and also 
Former Vice President Dick Cheney. There, now you know. Hey, there's a little bit of a movement on the State House I wanted to make you aware of. A new piece of legislation's been reintroduced down at the State House by Senator Patrick Teston from Stevens Point and Representative Bob Culp from Stratford. They've also got co authors Senator Kathy Barnier from Chippewa Falls and Representative Tony Kurtz from Waniwak that stand in support. The bill is designed to try to make farmers a little safer by offering up a grant program for rollover protection systems on some of that older farm equipment. Talked yesterday with State Representative Bob Culp from Stratford on why that piece of equipment can be so very critical. Certainly farming is a dangerous occupation. In any way that we can uh, make it more safe is a good thing. Rollover protection structures are on about half of the tractors in the state. So about 100,000 tractors don't have rollover protection. At this point, manufacturers all manufacture them with them on. It's a matter of good practice and also a matter of, of, of federal uh, and you know safety code. But if a tractor rolls over and pins a person underneath the tractor, you're instantly, typically dead. State Representative Bob Culp from uh, Stratford, one of the authors on this bill that would put in place about $225,000 in state funding that would be administered as a grant, similar to a program that's already being administered by the National Farm Medicine Center, uh, giving giving farmers a, a discount, if you will, on trying to get that rollover protection safety equipment in place on their farming operations. It's 537. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. And as a cooperative, our member owners understand this firsthand through benefits like our patronage program, which gives profits back to member owners. Learn more at Compeer.com. Trademarks of Compeer Financial and Equal Credit Opportunity Lender. Here's a little tire trivia for you. Did you realize that the actual surface area that makes contact between a tire and the road is really pretty small? For a passenger tire, it's only about the size of a postcard. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for my friends at McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City, where everything is all under one roof. So you think about that postcard when you're driving on Wisconsin's icy, wintry roads. Will it protect you? Will it protect your family, keep you out of the ditch? My friends at McFarland's can not only evaluate the tires you're currently using, but they can get you set up with brand new ones. And it doesn't matter whether it's autos, pickup trucks, large trucks, bicycles, snowblowers, garden tractors, they've got it all under one roof, and they're ready to take care of you. So when it comes to doing battle with Mother Nature and Wisconsin roads, when you're looking for good traction and safe travel, look to my friends at McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street, just off Highway 12, in the heart of Sauk City. Well, the market's all excited about the trade talks that will begin today in Washington, D.C. between the United States and China. Yesterday, dairy got a nice bump. Barrel cheese was up five and a quarter at 126 and a quarter. 40 pound block cheese up four and three quarter cents, 144 and a half. Double A butter, two and a half cents higher at 228 and a half per pound. All right. Now, coming up next, we're going to just talk to a dairy farmer. You know, today you're probably worried about keeping the kids since they're not going to have school. University of Wisconsin called off campus today because of the weather. But if you're a Wisconsin dairy farmer, you still have animals to take care of. You got to get them milked. You got to get them fed. You got to get them watered. What is a day like for the average Wisconsin dairy farmer today? It's not just about battling the weather. It's about battling economics. My friend Mitch Bruning is going to share his story with you next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 
Hi, Mark Ganser here. Ganser has the answer. Trusted in the Madison area for over eight decades, let us show you why. We only carry Infinity fiberglass windows from Marvin, windows that can endure our Wisconsin weather, not vinyl. Mark, you mean the plastic windows with the wood grain stickers? Yes, Stacy. Vinyl windows will jam, warp, crack, and fade over time. Ganser Company offers free in-home estimates. Ask about our financing options today. Visit our website at gansercompany.com or stop by the showroom off the Beltline near Todd Drive. Are you looking to remodel your bathroom? Don't want it to go on forever? If you hate cleaning your shower or bath, look no further than Bath Planet from Ganser. The only bath system backed by the good housekeeping seal of approval. Baths redone in only a few days. Schedule your free in-home consultation now or step into a beautiful showroom on the Beltline. Let our designers design the bath of your dreams. Answer, that's the answer. How I look and how I feel now, I definitely have the confidence that I had before I had children with what I wear, swimsuits, I can be on the beach in a two-piece and not have to worry about flabby skin everywhere and just, you know, looking ridiculous in a bikini. Experience does matter, especially when it comes to surgical body recontouring. Dr. Thomas Bartel focuses his practice exclusively on below-the-neckline cosmetic surgery procedures. It's all he does. I think I look amazing for having two children, and though, I mean, it, it was some work done, but I don't regret any of it. I would do it again in a heartbeat. I would definitely recommend Dr. Bartel. Call Dr. Thomas Bartel to schedule a free consultation. And to see actual before and after results, go to his website, drbartel.com. I couldn't be more happier that I have a teenage stomach again. <laughs> if old McDonald was real and actually had a farm, hey. she'd talk about it. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. So I imagine your life has been changed just a little bit in the past uh, 12 to 24 hours with this weather. Now imagine that uh, you've got a herd of dairy cattle standing out there waiting for you to get out of bed, get your clothes on, come on out there and feed them, water them, make sure that you're milking them, taking care of them. And uh, you do it all, even with this weather, knowing full well you're not going to make a dime. That's what a lot of our Wisconsin dairy operations are faced with on this very frigid, dangerous Wednesday morning. So why do they do it? How long do they think they can keep doing it? Those are the kinds of questions not a lot of people are talking about, but we will I uh, decided to visit with my friend Mitch Brunick. Now, Mitch has been uh, president of the Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin, very involved with the College of Ag and Life Sciences in Madison, works with UW Vet School. He is, uh, he is a guy that stays engaged. He's one of the people that shows up when there's a meeting, when the, there's an event, where there's a conference and information exchange. Mitch is there. So why do they keep doing it? Why do our Wisconsin dairy farmers put themselves through the physical agony of getting out there doing chores on a day like this and keep coming back despite the economic conditions? Well, we're going to try to find out. I talked with Mitch and asked him to tell me a little bit about what goes on behind the scenes on a day-to-day basis for a Wisconsin dairy operation. His dairy farm, Mystic Dairy in Roxbury, is a perfect example. It's nothing flashy. But it's something that has to happen every day, like clockwork. So, you know, we get up every day, we check in and make sure that our employees showed up for work. That's always really important. The cows are being milked, the cows are being fed, the calves are being fed. The uh, stuff that is broken down that's affecting the way our day is going, we have the ability to fix it. We know where to get supplies. We can race to 
the town, you know, 30 minutes away, and hopefully they have inventory of the product that broke that we really need to continue milking or feeding or doing something. And then you get done doing all that, you uh, maybe stop and think about what you're, uh, you know, make some decisions that allow other people to, you know, breed a cow or do something and it's getting to be after lunch and you haven't really done anything productive to look forward. You've just kind of plugged the holes. Now, when you're making all those decisions, Mitch, tell me, are you uh, doing it in the office? Are you using a computer? Are you using a cell phone? Are you on social media? Because I think there's a lot of people don't realize the average farmer today is very connected and uses a whole lot of technology personally and professionally. Yeah, you know, you hate to say it. You feel like you're connected to your phone. You're checking the markets. Um, I've got a couple apps on my phone that allow me to check the rumination of my cows. So at the meeting we're at here today, I have a couple of cows who were a little bit sick this morning, and I checked to see if they got better and communicated with my herdsman girl at the farm, and we made some treatment decisions based on using the apps and looking at my phone. Yep, yep. Now, uh, moving forward through the day, this is not a great time to be in Wisconsin dairy, uh, but you come to conferences like this. Why do you come to conferences like this, Mitch? Well, I, I, I've said a couple times this week already, you know, there's a lot of disheartening in the dairy community, in the farm community, you know, what was me, this is bad, other decisions, you know, were, were made that I didn't really have a choice on. And, you know, you can stand at the end of your driveway and scream and yell and feel bad for it. But unless you drive out the driveway and go talk to the people that made those decisions, you can just yell and scream and no one's going to listen. And so you have to tell them, hey, you made this decision and it made a difference in my life. It probably was a negative decision. You know, maybe sometimes they make a decision that's good for us too. I mean, there's yeah. there's a lot of decisions to get made. But I think the general person making some of these decisions are listening to the people talking to them. And if you're not talking to them, they're making the decisions based on the people they're talking to because, you know, they don't know my need. I, I can have a really big need, but if I don't communicate that in a way that they can say, yeah, that's that's something I need. You know, two weeks ago, I sent an email to Tammy Baldwin. Mm-hmm. It was on my bucket list that I had told my board that I was going to do, and I was busy. I didn't get it done, and one day I sat down, and I sent it out. 32 minutes later, I got a response, and they said, thank you for that. And it was about milk needs to be labeled as milk, mm-hmm. and nut juice should probably be not beverage or whatever we want to call it. And just, you know, milk is, is a different product. And let's let's label it that way because we're looking at milk. And oh, by the way, while we're doing this, can we label whole milk 96% fat-free? Because we're talking about the health benefits of all these different products. And so I, that, that was my letter to them. Mm-hmm. Hey, while we're looking at this, can you look at that? They responded back and say, thank you. We're going to check into it. And oh, by the way, is there anything else we can do for you? That, to me, was a really neat response because I said, oh, there was somebody on the other end of that email ready to respond to me. Mm-hmm. And that could make a difference. That could make a difference in the final game. And, and maybe if I talk about it to them and they ask somebody else, somebody else smarter than me is going to say, wow, here, here's what we can do with that. But you have to get it out there and you have to talk to those people. And I think that that's the part that maybe isn't happening, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you just kind of hole up and mm-hmm. do the woe is me. And I do that too. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. You know, there's some days you're like, this sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. But 
I guess you have to make those connections because there's a chance that they can help you with your situation. Well, and attending conferences like this, it's not like you're uh, just a wallflower, Mitch. I mean, there's a there's a different value to getting out. Yeah, you know, if you don't get out, you only know what you know. And, you know, maybe there's a new way to do something or there's a new product or there's something different. I've been really intrigued with Fairlife Milk. There's a lot of people that can't drink milk or they've had milk discomfort, I'm going to call it. And whether it's lactose or protein or whatever it is, that have gone back to that product and said, you know what, I really like milk. I can drink milk again. And, you know, let's start looking at the dairy industry and the different products as products. We've, we've kind of for so long said cheese buttermilk. They're, they're actually brands and different things that people are going to start to recognize and start turning to. So now, uh, how do you stay optimistic and focused on 2019? How far out do you make plans, Mitch? Um, there's uncomfortable meetings going on right now with lenders and, uh, and different uh, agribusinesses. How do you approach 2019, and how far out do you try to get yourself looking? Um. So 2019, we just, you know, we're going to start doing budgeting, start doing crop rotations and figuring out what we're going to buy. We've started to buy some inputs already. Um, the thing that we're really focused on, I think we have to do two things better. We have to buy better. And by buying better, meaning timing situations, you know, do you buy your diesel fuel now mm -hmm. because the price is really good? Or do you wait for something to happen across the world and take it, you know, and ruin, ruin your diesel fuel market for the rest of the, the year. And then on the flip side, are we taking advantages of the price opportunities that we have? You know, I, we have corn, we have beans, we have milk. Milk's obviously mm -hmm. probably 85% of our income on our farm. But those other 15%, but you can, if you sell corn for 380 or sell corn for $3, it's not a lot, but guess what? Those all add up, and it lowers your cost of production. And, you know, you, you, there's two ways to get better, lower your cost or sell better, and I think we have to do both. How far down the path do you look? Or do you try to keep yourself six months a year? Does Mitch have a five-year, a two-year? How, how do you look beyond that? And I ask you that, Mitch, because... It is so confounding right now, not knowing what international partners we're going to be working with, not knowing uh, what things are going to cost coming back. I remember you were one that uh, tweeted out how expensive calf jackets got when the uh, uh, longshoremen were on strike in California. So it's not just you selling to them, it's you buying from them. Right, and, and it seems like, you know, as you look at the costs that we all deal with, it seems like it's real easy for those costs to go up. It's a lot harder for them to come down. And incrementally, you know, I just got my tax bill. My tax bill for Roxbury is going up 14%. And I went, whoa, 14%. I don't foresee four years from now that that 14% is going to come down, right? You know, and, and so once these costs get built into the system, the, the, you know, we always talk about, well, farmers are really good at producing. One of the reasons we're good at producing is because we have to cover those costs that stay, that the, those costs keep growing. The only way we're out of it, we can sell better or produce more. And it's, it's just kind of the reality of our world. So does it go year by year with you on planning? Do you sit down with your team and do strategic planning for the dairy five years old? Um, 
So it seems like I'm, I feel like we've done that in the past. And as situations have changed, we've, we've kind of just almost gone more to a year to year because it just seems like things are changing so fast that, you know, we had a really good, uh, selling embryos to China. It was working awesome. And we have good genetics. I'd say our genetics and our farm are in the top 5% in the country. And those genetics, China wants to, wants to grow their genetics. They want to produce milk in their own country. Where do you go? You come to America. So they're buying these genetics. The tariff situation comes in. We're talking about beans and all this other stuff. Guess what? My genetics are tariffed. And they stopped immediately. We can't get them to sign a contract. We're working on a new one. But in the course of a year, we, everything we've done on our farm, so you talk about this strategic planning, mm-hmm. we've built ourselves to be a genetic yeah. farm because we're trying to be different from everybody else. You know, if, if, if you're only the same or whatever, mm-hmm. you, know, you can't be different if you're only the same or whatever. And so we, you know, we've kind of said we're going to be genetic people. And we've focused on it. We spend money. Guess what? It doesn't lower our cost of production. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it higher. And so we're, we've been focusing on that. And all of a sudden, one of your markets is gone, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, again, they want. They said, well, you know, we'll buy them, but let's lower the price. You know, yeah. well, once you lower the price, you're never going to get back unless you have, you're so elite, so different, yeah. some, have something that nobody else has. And... That's what we're fighting with. But that, in the in the midst of this whole crisis, it's like that was one more thing that just was kind of a yeah. hammer on your business. We, we differentiated, yeah. and it didn't help us. Really appreciate Mitch taking time to share his perspective on what's happening with Wisconsin's dairy industry with his personal challenges on their dairy operation. Mitch Brunick, he is a very involved dairy producer, owner and operator of Mystic Valley Dairy that's in Roxbury, Wisconsin, just north of Madison. And like I said, a real leader when it comes to Wisconsin agriculture through PDPW, through the Holstein Association, World Dairy Expo, and a lot of other groups. So in case you are not familiar with what farmers are doing on a day-to-day basis, even on a challenging Wednesday like this, hopefully Mitch gave you a little perspective. Stay warm, stay safe. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. And don't forget tomorrow, also the beginning of the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo, Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.